Hello, everyone. Welcome back to another episode of Justin the Food Entrepreneur's Podcast. I'm Justin Bizarro. I'm your host. That's B-I-Z-Z-A-R-R-O. For anyone who's out there, you can find us on Instagram at Justin the Food Entrepreneur's. And today, I have with us Ryan Parga of Smashed Out from Anaheim, California. How are you doing today, Ryan? I'm good. I'm good. I'm doing great. How are you? I'm doing great. Thank you. So, Ryan, tell me a little bit about your business, how you became a food entrepreneur, and where it all started. Man, okay, yeah, for sure. So um, for quite some years now, I've always loved to barbecue. Um, my dad bought me a smoker probably about four years ago. Really got into that. But you know, ever since you know, a long time ago, I was, I think, 10th grade, I had gotten into fitness. And so when getting into fitness and like the fitness world and, you know, doing my thing and that, I had to cook, I had to meal prep and I had to do all that. So that's kind of when I started to learn uh, at the, you know, getting really into just cooking. And, you know, I started with chicken and then it went on from there. You know, chicken was the easiest thing to do for sure. And so, you know, I've just been getting into, you know, cooking a whole bunch of different things. And then I would cook for families and then family parties and one thing led to another. And so, you know, it just kept going on from there. And, you know, and I think, you know, I just really found a joy in cooking. And so, you know, fast forward, you know, up until recent times, you know, last year, um, I recently got back into acting. When I was a kid, I started doing acting and background work. Um, and I was, I think, thir- I started when I was 10 and uh, took a, I went all the way till I was 16, took a break, um, had some, you know, odd jobs here and there and, you know, stuff, jobs that just didn't work. And, you know, but throughout all this, I just loved cooking. I found a passion for cooking. And, you know, growing up and everyone was telling me, hey, you should start your own restaurant. And, you know, I was always scared to make that jump. But, you know, up until recent times, I really just wanted to brand myself. And, you know, so as an actor with a restaurant. And so I recently got back into acting, you know, now two years ago. Uh, but this time I kind of wanted to do it different. And I wanted to, you know, I, I mentioned I did background work as a kid. You know, but up until, up until two years ago, I really just wanted to dive all in and get an agent, get my headshots taken and take it more seriously. And so that was the first step into creating, you know, what I wanted to, you know, brand myself as. So I got into acting. I did see, you know, a couple of roles here and there, did commercials, you know, for, you know, a few different uh, companies and, uh, you know, photo shoots for a whole bunch of, you know, different, you know, beverage brands and, and all these different things. And um, it really wasn't until I, you know, I really had this idea of, you know, getting into food. I have this friend, his name's Rami. He also owns restaurants as well. He has, and, you know, his family has a liquor store here in Corona, California. And so, you know, he was kind of like leading me in that direction and kind of giving me ideas and, you know, being a kind of mentor, a really big mentor in that. And, you know, and it really, like I said, it really wasn't until I was on a music video for The Weeknd and Rosalia. And so I would, you know, got called to this this uh this music video shoot i was playing a background you know actor there and i funny story i ran into danny trejo <laughs> and i know he's an actor you yeah. know with uh yeah and i know he's an actor with a restaurant so you know how he has his trejo tacos and i was like wow that's really cool and so i really really wanted to pick his brain about it and you know another funny thing is i wanted to do barbecue food i mentioned that you know my dad bought me a smoker i got really into you know smoking briskets and you know, tri-tip and ribs and chicken and, you know, finding all these different recipes. And I would always, I actually had a few pop-ups, you know, at my house here. Um, and, and it worked out really, really well. And I wanted to do barbecue food and that's what the plan was going to be. And I was, you know, ready, you know, signing and making agreements with DoorDash and all these other things, but I couldn't find a smoker. And so, you know, when, you know, fast forward to me meeting Danny Trail on set, of the music video you know i kind of pitched the idea to him he was like oh wow that's really cool you know and so you know i was like hey like i want to be exactly you know you know can you, do you have any ideas for me or any you know plans or you know any way that you can help me he was like yeah you know people love fresh food like you know burgers and i was like wow okay you know you know and at this point it kind of was making sense to kind of lean towards burgers because i love burgers too as well and i you know hand roll each patty at home and throw them on the smoker or you know throw them on the stovetop and you know either way you cook it it's just gonna turn out great and so you know i really was leaning to that because fast forward again and i couldn't fit a smoker inside of my kitchen yeah. you know because we do cloud kitchens i have cloud kitchens and i don't know if you're familiar with that but it's kind of like a newer concept yeah where you just explain it out. to the audience yeah absolutely yeah yeah i'll get into that further um so cloud kitchens is you know, it's basically a food hall and and it's a food hall that you go and rent 
and your own each, each individual restaurant space. So you have 30 kitchens inside this, you know, what it looks like a warehouse and you rent out each of your own, you know, restaurant space. And then they're about, you know, they're tiny, you know, so it only fits about, you know, six staff members and, you know, you got to be kind of, you know, really got to manage your space really well with that. And so, you know, if you have a stove and a fryer and a flat top and all this other stuff, it's kind of, you know, you're really minimal on space. So that's why I couldn't fit the smoker in there. So that's why, you know, when Danny Trejo said burgers, you know, it was a really, really good idea. And so, um, you know, I just kind of went with that. <laughs> uh, fast forward again, you know, a couple of days, you know, a couple of months later and, you know, it's time for a launch. And, you know, I, at this point I decided to do smash burgers. Um, and so the name smashed out. I don't know <laughs> if, you know, it kind of just came up, you know, just randomly. Um, me and my friend Rami, you know, we're always going to, we always, you know, make a joke like, oh, we're going to, you know, you know, we'll, we'll go to like a casino and we're like, oh, we're going to get bedded out. And, you know, we would always add out to the end of everything. And so when I had this idea of me doing burgers, I wanted to do smash burgers because I started seeing like, you know, the, you know, the smash burger, a whole like yeah. trend of smash burgers just starting to like pop up everywhere now. And people are starting to talk about it and people, you know, not a lot of people know about it yet. And they don't know like the technique for it and, and everything. Right. And so, you know, I was like, oh, let me do smashed out. You know, it sounds yeah. it's a, little, a little catchy, you know, so that's how that got and that name got brought up. <laughs> but and, um, and it's awesome because I think it's just so you, no one doubts what it is. I mean, for me, once I heard the name, I was like, OK, I know what this is. But from the ghost kitchen standpoint, um, I want to talk about that more uh, when yeah. we get a chance. So, I mean, it was that the first space you went into? You're like, I have this idea. Let's do, and and this is like your stepping stone, right? Because I mean, it's a lot easier than owning your own brick and mortar, right? Someone's building the space for you, and then you go in while you're limited in size. It gives you efficiencies and helps you. I don't oh know, yeah, for sure. Zone 100%. in on your business model. Yeah, hundred percent. Because like I said, you know, you know, it's it's way less overhead. You don't have to deal with, and we don't deal with cash. And so, you know, we don't have a cash register and, you know, everything's online and, you know, so and coming into, you know, the whole kitchen, the you know, the hood and everything and the plumbing and everything's already there. You just show up and you, you know, lease out your own or, you know, you own your own equipment and that's pretty much it. You move it into it. You know, they call the city for you. Cloud Kitchens does and they'll go there and get your permits and they'll sign off on it and they'll do their inspections and it's a piece of cake. I mean, it really is, you know, compared to as, you know, wanted to get a brick and mortar store and, you know, wanted to put up, you know, so, so much, you know, money sometimes, you know, and in building that and putting the hood and doing the plumbing and getting all the, you know, certificates and, you know, and everything and permits, you know, that alone's are, you know, I know it's really hard. I haven't experienced it personally, but I can tell you, you know, I've had people like tell me that's really, really tough. <laughs> so definitely, um, I think that was like a real, it's a really, really big stepping stone for, you know, what I, you know, plan to do, you know, in the future. So that's helped a lot, Cloud Kitchens. I think it's so important that we talk about it because, like it's such a great resource for entrepreneurs and stepping stone, especially in the food space to determine whether or not you really want to be in the space or not, you know, because there's a lot of people that get into food that decide they don't like it yet. They've all of a sudden committed to it. So I feel like it's an excellent way to do it. I also feel like it really make, it forces you to really zone in and refine your business model. Um, and I believe, don't they like centrally help you, collectively do all of your ordering and stuff so if it's like doordash or postmates or whatever you guys have out there grubhub they're all centralized to these ghost kitchens so there's a bunch of you picking up orders there so these delivery drivers are stacking up orders from i said ghost kitchens but um i think you called them cal cloud kitchens from the yeah. cloud kitchen <clears throat> yeah so definitely um they and in, in, what, in my Hollywood location, if you go to a Hollywood, my Hollywood location, you'll see so many drivers just sitting outside, you know, taking a break outside because they know that all, you know, they're going to get orders. And it's so, you know, compacted and so busy that in these cloud kitchens, like I said, they're, you know, they have up to, you know, some locations have up to 30 uh, kitchens inside and they're all, you know, different. And so, you know, if you sit outside, you're bound to get, you know, some orders and that's what happens. And, you know, that helps a lot. Now with the ordering and how we accept our orders, um, we found it really, really easy for a company that, um, to hire a company called uh, Otter. And what Otter does is, you know, you know, for the listeners, Otter, if you're not familiar with it, 
is it's a single iPad, but it controls every single delivery platform on this one iPad and through this one printer. Now, if we were to do that, you know, based on, or if we weren't were to go with Otter and we did individually, you know, let's say Uber Eats and DoorDash and Postmates and all these other stuff, we would have, you know, <laughs> an amount you know, of printers and tablets just everywhere and it would be hard to keep track of. Yeah, now absolutely. Otter comes in, yeah, now Otter comes in and works with us with that, you know, with those companies. And so it, they just make it so much easier and they integrate our menus onto this tablet. And all we got to do is, you know, give them our login information for, let's just say, DoorDash. And I, if I make a new menu and I say, you know, hey, Otter, can you integrate this new menu to uh, our iPad? And they do. And it takes less than 10 minutes sometimes. And, you know, it's really great. So Otter, for sure, definitely really helped with that in the long run. <laughs> yeah, I've heard some people use something called Flyby also, but I believe that's more for um, for the same idea, but maybe along the chains. But anyway, because you're right, I see it everywhere I go. You you know, you're either in a cockpit or you're trying to use your POS system, if you have a POS, for yeah. for the... Um, for that so it's like finding the ability to um streamline things and then like you said print it because in the store you don't care you don't care whether it's uber or grubhub or whatever the orders just need to come off because you're you need to put them in order they come in and if they're coming in from multiple tablets it really gets hard to put them in order and you can always tell the restaurants you go into that don't have the system down yet because they're so out of order with the timing of the tickets and the drivers that are coming in Exactly. And that's like a, it's gotten so easy to the point where it's like uh, my staff won't even know or I won't even know where the order even came from. Like, you know, it'll come from Grubhub or DoorDash or Uber Eats or, you know, Flipdish we have uh, as well and All Set and we're on all these different companies. And it's like, it's gotten to the point easy that it just comes in order. So, you know, <laughs> we just, again, we put it in order on, on our rack and they just kind of, you know, do about go about it. And it's so, it takes so much, saves so much time in it really easy for them and you know so i they really love it too so tell me about the ideas of your sandwiches let's talk about your menu how you developed it um and sort of i always love that people find food in entertainment also whatever the industry is because they just sort of go hand in hand food is a part of entertainment people eat all the time but acting and then food so i want to talk about that a little bit in the experience that you deliver with your food but let's talk about how you developed a menu you had the space you were in this confined space so now how do you develop a menu within it man so yeah uh going based off that i would say i'm I'm an entertainer i love entertaining people i love seeing the smile on people's face you know and i love looking at reviews and i love you know sometimes if i'm at a location i'll walk their food out and you know introduce myself and you know say thank you and just because i love entertaining people and i love you know seeing all the people that come back um definitely like you know with the recurring recurring orders and everything i had this one customer yesterday had ordered lunch and you know they had put a big uh, order in and that was around like i think 1 p.m and then fast forward to i think like 8 p.m they called me again we're like hey like we loved your food so much we had it for lunch but now we want it again for dinner (laughs) and so like that right there like it's just it's so you know it's refreshing and it's and it's so rewarding because you know i get to you know, see these people, you know, the customer's excitement over, you know, my food and and what I've created. Now, uh, how the menu came up? Oh, it was a lot of doing, like doing a lot of research. And, you know, I'm from California and and we're big on In-N-Out. And, you know, a lot of people when they come from California, they, you know, they think In-N-Out. And so I wanted to create something that was so simple. You know, I didn't, I don't have, if you look at my menu, I don't have too much on my menu. It's just burgers and, and, you know, and, and smashed out fries. And so, you know, when you go to In-N-Out and it's so simple and it's so easy to work with, you know, you say you want a number one, your your mind automatically knows what that is because it's so simple and they have such little on their menu. And I kind of wanted to recreate that in a way. And, you know, but I wanted to give, you know, back, you know, with my menu and creating the 100 percent Angus beef. And so that was another thing is like, you know, okay, what kind of meat am I going to use? You know, how big am I going to make the patties? You know, how do I even smash them? You know, before this, I've never made a smashed out or, you know, a smashed burger before. I, you know, always used to try them. And, you know, I went to this place. I don't know if you're familiar. They're pretty big on Instagram as well. It's called uh, Smoke and Fire. They do a version of their smashed burger. And I tried it one day and I was like, wow, you know, how do I, you know, recreate this? I know it's and kind of so, like an in-between. It's like a burger, but not quite like a deconstructed burger, like um, like 
they have in the bodegas that we've been talking about a lot, like a chopped cheese. So it's like somewhat in between, like you smash it, but you don't chop it, you know? Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. Um, And so go ahead. Yeah. Yeah. So uh, creating that and, you know, like I got down to, you know, what kind of meat I was going to use, where am I going to get the meat? Uh, A big part of it was the bun. And, you know, I myself, you know, had, had liked, I love brioche buns. And so, you know, I, I, right off the back, I was like, oh, you know, I want to do the toasted bun. You know, I knew what I was going to do and I wanted a bit to be brioche. It was between that or a potato roll. And, you know, I kind of like brioche because it literally feels like you're biting into a cloud. It's so, <laughs> it's so soft. And so They're the best buns on the planet. They really far. are. Yeah. And so um, it wasn't until the day before of my launch where I'm at home trying to like i'm still working down the kinks like right and so <laughs> i was literally at home on the stovetop with the cast iron you know just trying to perfect it i was like i was literally all night trying to just perfect it and i wasn't getting it right like it wasn't smashing and uh i don't know you know a lot of people don't know that with the technique of a smash burger is that you got to smash it you know enough to where it fries in its own juice and it creates that perfect crust now i didn't know this and i was at home before you know my opening day (laughs) and i had a cast iron out and the pan's not getting hot enough to fry it and so it's just steaming through it and it's just cooking it like a regular burger and i was like man you know and so i went in early the next day and i think it was like really i think like 7 a.m because we're supposed to open at 8 and at 7 a.m and i'm trying it on the flat top now the flat top's a huge you know difference between a cast iron and that at home stove it's gonna get way hotter for sure and so, you know, I was there and I perfected it. And, you know, it wasn't up until the day where I actually perfected it. And so that was, it's kind of a funny story how that went. <laughs> so what year did you open, Ryan? The first I actually, one. So it, um, actually last year on Thanksgiving was my first day and my first year. <laughs> there you go. And you have now, and I look at it, you have Anaheim, Hollywood, and Santa Monica all with locations right now, correct? Um, yeah, yeah. So, uh, first time, first location was, um, Hollywood, I mean, uh, Anaheim. And then we went to Hollywood and yeah, like you said, now we're in Culver city slash Santa Monica. Very cool. So, I mean, quite the growth already. I mean, how was it something that you found success quickly? And I agree with you smashed is it's an interesting thing because whatever it does, when you're starting to smash in its own juices, there's a caramelization that happens. That's the difference in the burger that that gives it a very unique taste compared to other hamburgers that are either flame broiled or whatever there's just it's a difference and um so i guess so growth what's i mean are you still going to grow i mean you have three locations in in a year basically what's what's your plan here and and how do you grow this brand even further um I just I want to open up. There's another cloud cloud uh, kitchen spot in East LA. I want to do that. You know, I'm kind of like aiming towards LA a lot. Um, Anaheim's I think probably one of the busiest locations right now, though. Um, I think also I didn't mention what separates. I want to say you know me from you know everyone else is my seasonings. A lot of people when they do smashed burgers, they just only put salt. And so you know I kind of mix the seasonings and I make my you know blend a whole bunch of seasonings together and it comes out so good and the flavor is just so different and um uh going back to your question i just had to throw that out there (laughs) because i forgot um yeah i definitely want to just keep expanding until i can i don't have any you know plan on stopping i don't want to stop i want to get back into acting now that you know um i took a little break off because of you know i was opening these locations and now you know it's kind of in a comfortable spot where they kind of run its own you know by itself and so I think now I, would, I definitely want to get back into acting and start doing some auditions. I do eventually, you know, my my goal is to be inside of a stadium one day. That's, you know, really my goal and my plan. So, you know, hopefully I can go, you know, up until, you know, and franchise it one day. So, you know, just kind of working out the kinks and still, you know, figuring out, like I said, like, you know, like I said, I'm only a year into this. So I'm still really, you know, kind of, you know, finding out different ways to go about different things. So for sure, I'm still learning. You guys have all sorts of cool stuff you're doing with like macaroni and cheese and french fries and burgers and stuff and just it's so creative and if you go to your instagram which is just at smashed out um and they can find your personal instagram on there too and i'll let you tell everyone your locations and how to order and stuff like that yeah um, in a little bit but i just 
I mean, how do you come up with ideas? Do you sort of let the audience order how they want? Is it just something where you guys are having fun and you're you're being creative and trying to get people to order new ideas? I mean, just tell me where that part comes from because there's fun happening within the food. Oh, for sure, yeah. So I think one of our fun, our craziest menu item is would definitely be our smashed out uh, loaded fries. Um, how that got brought up, man, I just was hungry one day and I, I love cheese and I love macaroni and I kind of put the two together and I was like, man, like this would kind of be like some chili fries in a way, but burger fries, you know, so <laughs> and we don't serve chili. So I was like, OK, let me do something else with the burger, you know, you know, the fries. So, um, yeah, so that has our crinkle cut seasoned fries with two slices of cheese, our smashed out sauce, which is, you know, we kind of blend that up as well. And so two more slices of cheese and then our two smash patties that are that go on top and then our mac and cheese and barbecue sauce and and um, smashed out uh, sauce again. Now, what we do is that, you know, that, that's how it comes, you know, preset and that's how, you know, it's ordered. There's nothing on it. Now, if you want, like I said, you can, you know, like you had mentioned that the customers can just go ahead and add whatever they want. They can do lettuce and peppers and onions and pickles and tomato and pretty much make it a big, big <laughs> uh, burger, you know, in a tray. So, um, yeah, I just like to have fun with it. I like, you know, I'm, I, you know, wouldn't call myself that creative, but, you know, just kind of just random ideas and things that I sound, you know, that are really good and they actually just turn out to be really successful and people like it. And so they, you know, it, ever since that video, you know, GrubSpot came to do a video and I think it's now hit like 3.5 million views. So that's our highest, you know, video and, uh, you know people are ordering them like crazy now so that's definitely taken off so that was cool to see that yeah that, it's like a, a, a signature thing that's just being true to you you know and yeah yeah and as an athlete i understand like get rid of the you're getting rid of the bread and you're just like give me it all in you know or as a fitness person you're like uh, this is the way i want to eat i'm hungry but i want yeah. fries i'll take fries over the bread let me just smash the fries smashed out the fries i guess and it's unique to your brand and it's become something that i think you're well known for and so that also being said what's your favorite burger that you have that you guys create so i personally do i just get a double double you know a double <laughs> i said double double i get a double smashed out burger and um and with a, one slice of extra cheese and I toast a bun extra and but also we also do uh, inside out burgers and what that is is uh, we flip the bun over and we toast it so it's kind of like a grilled cheese but with patties in the middle <laughs> and you really really get to you know just toast the bun and, and uh, taste that butter and that crispiness and it just adds to the burger and it complements it really well so what I, I that's what I order you know when I you know hungry and like craving a burger late at night <laughs> so you know that's called like an inside out burger. And so, you know, I do the extra cheese, one slice of extra cheese. I add some bacon on there, some uh, chopped yellow peppers, grilled, and then some grilled onions on there. And that's pretty much it. That's awesome. I love the variety that you're offering on the toppings, too. And I think that's cool. But one of the things I think is so cool, and I want to talk about the inspiration for Smash Sauce, because I think that's awesome that you guys are doing something and customizing that and making yeah. sure you're known for that. But um, it's just, it's so unique. You know exactly what you want you know that when you're smashing it, there's so many things people want to put on. Yellow peppers is something that I would love to put on a burger. Mm -hmm. You know, it's not around here. I don't think I've seen that, but I've seen oh, it at wow. a sandwich okay. shop. So, you know, that's pretty cool. So, you know, I, I feel like there's a lot going on here. Um, talk to me about this. Um, why was it just because burgers and fries always go together and then you did that that's one number two is i want to touch on something that you said which is how did you figure out about flipping the bun flipping. over um because i mean one of the things that happens and and i don't know why more people don't do this is that when meat and bread come together and especially when they're heated in any way and then put together or they're able to exchange that heat and that flavor in some way mm -hmm. the bread captures the flavor whatever it is you're like you talked about it's the butter so it's coming off the pan then the burgers on there so it's capturing all exactly. that smash burger juices or and all the toppings so anyway um I mean, it's just so awesome. I love what you're doing. I love that it's a brioche thank bun. Thank you, thank you. And a yeah. brioche. And, um, and so do you, 
do you expand your menu? I mean, how do you go from here? I mean, you talked about just spots, so you're talking about growing the business, but how do you do you, do you get into another concept? I mean, you talked about acting, but I think you're really on to something here. It's a small space that you're dealing with. You have how many fans? You know, what's the next steps? Is there other interests you have beyond burgers would, I guess, be a question. Um, yeah, definitely. You know, like I said, I do want to go back to, you know, doing as many as auditions as I can. Uh, I definitely wanted to get into, you know, just vlogging everything that I can and, you know, being kind of like an influencer in a way when to really say that just kind of like a content creator, just, you know, my everyday life and what it is to, you know, juggle so many, you know, different locations and juggle, you know, doing an audition and throwing it in one day and you have like a, you know, a due date with that. And so I think definitely, you know, creating some content about that would really be cool. Um, you know, and showing the lifestyle and how that is and what my just what my day is. Uh, I definitely want to get into some, you know, new business ventures. I don't know what yet. Uh, but you know, if it's, if it's, you know, expanding any way I can, or, you know, being a partner of something in any way I can, you know, I'm all for it. I'm all, you know, open to any ideas that anyone has or wants to pitch anything to me. So, um, you know, definitely want to keep expanding, you know, definitely more. So. Cool. So how did you, you expand quickly? You've, you've had to train a ton of people and a ton of staff. I mean, how did you go about finding staff? How did you go about training them? Um, how, I mean, you're obviously now able, you were one, you were confident enough to let one run itself before you started another and then did it again. So tell me about that or talk to the audience about what that was like. I mean, because most people are too scared to even leap to the second one. Yeah, yeah, for sure. I was even scared. You know, I was there every single day just observing. I was even scared to, you know, leave one day for my mom's birthday party. And so, (laughs) you know, that's it definitely takes, you know, getting used to and, you know, kind of just confidence in yourself and your training and, you know, your leadership in that role. Um, Definitely when it comes to hiring someone, you know, we literally just went to, you know, Craigslist and Facebook ads and, you know, kind of just got that first person. The first person we hired is still with us. And now, you know, we can, you know, he's, you know, a shift lead in that sense of way. And so when that first location opened up, you know, he perfected the burger so much and he knew exactly what to do and how much it weighed and without a scale and, you know, just what kind of base went, went based off that. Now, just, it just, you know, it takes a, it's, you know, it just takes that step and that courage to just get away from it and be uncomfortable and put yourself in that uncomfortable spot. I mean, you know, you're never going to really know until you try it. And so, you know, that's how it was with my opening my first location in Anaheim. You know, I, I don't, I wasn't ready. Like I said, literally the day before opening, I wasn't ready. And so it was just kind of, you know, you just have to put yourself in that uncomfortable position and being okay with being uncomfortable and, you know, expanding whenever you can. And, you know, if you, if there's an opportunity, you got to take it and jump for it. Um, now with training in different locations, I will get this one, that one cook, you know, I had mentioned that was staff member that we had the very first time that kind of perfected that. And he goes to every location now when they open and will you know, be there for about a couple of days or a week or so. And just kind of training them on, you know, the orders and, you know, in the downtime when there is no order. So introduce them to a new menu item and, you know, we'll just kind of run him through that and he'll make fake orders. And, you know, so I'll send him to every location that we open up and he'll train them. So from that, from that first location, from the first staff member that we had, now he now goes to the, and he's like pretty much a trainer. And that's after me training him on how to do it as well. Well, and that's great because, I mean, the whole point, I mean, and it's just human growth in general. It's what we were meant to do, okay, procreate, create humans, but also train them so they're better off than we are, or better capable for the next generation since we've exist, better hunting back in the day, whatever. But it's also a skill in business. So you've trained someone. Now the trainer's training the people to do it so you don't have to do it. That's like a successful entrepreneur. Find someone you trust that can train people and is a leader and then train them to do it so they can go train everyone and then make sure he's training people to do it in case you need more trainers. And, exactly, yeah. And I think it's really cool what you're doing, Ryan. So um, – Let's go back to the delivery drivers, all all of the stuff like that. When you first opened up, did you know that was gonna that was the main business just because you were in these kitchens? Like it's okay, we've gone through COVID, these cloud kitchens have popped up. I know I have to go the delivery driver route. Is that just I mean, I don't do people come in to the cloud kitchens out there and actually eat like a food hall as well? Oh yeah, you wouldn't believe how many people will um, 
And I think that a lot of that comes from Google um, reviews or, you know, my, if you Google it or if you Apple Maps smashed out, you know, it's going to bring you to that location. And that's where we have, a, you know, a, ta- a POS system called Flipdish. And that kind of caters to, you know, our customers that want to come in and want to order for themselves and, and wait there for the food. So that definitely happens every single day. And that gets really, really busy, just as busy as our deliveries, you know, even, you know, sometimes if not, you know, we'll have more customers walking into the facility, to the food hall, and to, to, just to order and, you know, take a picture of it. And so um, it was definitely uncomfortable and it was kind of, you know, and there is a lot of negative comments about, you know, just being, you know, only delivery pretty much. And so, you know, a lot of people, you know, are kind of adjusting to it. I had a hard time adjusting to it because it's like, you know, hey, I want to sit down restaurant, but, you know, this is what I'm going to have to get for, you know, for right now. It's like, you know, like we said in the beginning, it's a stepping stone and it's, you know, it's just something that you have to accept and, and it's worked out and it's been so great. You know, I've, you know, I'm really blessed to, you know, have that. So it definitely took some getting used to it as well as the customers. But like I said, there is, you know, a flip dish where you can go there and it'll get caters to, you know, mostly the that customer that, you know, just wants to, that misses going somewhere, eating some, you know, out of place, you know, so definitely we have that as well. And it's interesting because you're right. Some people still want to go or go pick it up or see the store or whatever, feel the, the way of ordering off the menu in person. So, yeah. Um. So let's talk about anything that you feel. What are the lessons that you've learned over the last year in food? I mean, like one of the things I love is that it's really easy to get started if you have someone help you with the inspections and they've already set up the space and you're in the space and now you're operating your business and building it. And they've you've been able to stamp them out probably more so mm-hmm. um, at speed because of that. Man, yeah, I think one of the biggest lessons I learned was, you know, just find someone that will literally just be your mentor. Like I had mentioned my friend Rami, he, he you know, his family has a liquor store here in Corona with a restaurant inside of it. And they've been doing that for 30 years. My friend also has four different um, cloud, you know, uh, kitchen spaces. And, you know, so just kind of him mentoring me, you know, took a really big you know, was a really, really big part of that and was a really big part of my life and opening that and that journey too. you know, and. You know, finding someone that's already, you know, established in this business and, you know, as an entrepreneur in this as well. And just, you know, really helping me down to as, as little as, you know, reminding me, hey, get an account so you got to pay taxes. Like, I didn't know all this, you know, going into this. And so it's like, you know, you're kind of lost. And when you're thrown into a situation where you're not, you know, really familiar with it, it's definitely I would recommend, you know, finding that mentor and, you know, just asking questions and, you know, ask the questions you don't know. And it's OK, because, you know, we all started from somewhere and, you know, and that's it. <laughs> And, um, you know, another thing I really learned is that, you know, you can't please everyone for sure. And, you know, you can't let it get to you. And I've had some really, really harsh comments in, you know, and, and reviews sometimes. And it's like, you know, the good always is going to weigh the, you know, outweigh the bad. And so, you know, if you listen to those bad comments, you're never going to get, you know, to the good comments, you know, so. Well, I got to imagine in acting as you're putting yourself out there and I know I do speaking and I, and I have the podcast and even that little bit of exposure and the stuff I do on social media and stuff and even disgruntled employees that I've have, um, had over the years and stuff like that, that just come after you so hard. Um, acting's probably even more so that you feel like you're being judged because that's your skill is you're in front of everyone. Oh, definitely. And I mean, yeah, when it comes to auditions and, you know, you feel like you give it your all and they're just there to tell you, oh, you could have done better. No, you didn't get the part. And it's, you know, I've been to so many, so many auditions where, you know, obviously I've been to more auditions that I've gotten the parts out, you know, so. And it's just something that, you know, we as people, you know, just have to accept and move forward and not, you know, take it personal and, you know, just kind of take it, you know, in an encouraging way and, you know, something just to just better yourself on and, you know, timing is everything also as well. And you kind of just have to, you know, turn that into, you know, an encouragement and do better the next time. And, you know, not listening to, like I said, not take it personal. Yeah, definitely. And I love what you're doing. Um, I love the ghost kitchen. I mean, I keep saying ghost kitchen. I love the cloud kitchen. <laughs> yeah, no worries. Because similar ideas, but not quite. Um, one's producing food for someone else out of your restaurant and the other one's actually in a space. So the, the, and there's other people who have done this and there are entrepreneurs that are trying to work on these concepts in other cities, but what you've been able to do is take a structure that's someone else's business model and then operate within it and then find success in it without killing yourself and without, because what also happens, and I find this a lot in like 
consulting and mentoring is that they get into a restaurant and everyone next thing you know they've become a diner where they'll offer Mm -hmm. everything in a menu where what's happened is we're almost you're constricting the space you're allowing ease of entry into it and you're you're helping with the health inspections but what's also great is that there's ease of entry and if someone to exit you haven't invested that much or your time or or whatever and the kitchen space can just easily find someone else to take those spaces i assume exactly yeah so it's just really cool and anyone who's out there who who has an opportunity to do this i think they're pretty cool but like i said um, i recommend it it's it's worth looking at and it gives you whether you know you have the stomach for it and those who do like ryan i i see them grow multiple locations i thought it was more like two or three years so a year is pretty impressive (laughs) and um and in California, of all places, which already has such staple burgers, you know, and we all know burgers, they're everywhere in Five Guys and, and, and et cetera, and in and out. But one of the things we were not seeing as humans when we think these spaces are too clouded and we shouldn't get into it in the food, there's a growing population everywhere you are at, at a yeah, point exactly. that's at a rapid weight rate because of medicine. And people have tastes, and those tastes get narrower from a broad scale. When it comes to humans, like I have my taste, it didn't change from someone having specific tastes, you know, 40 years ago. There's just more options for me to customize really what I want and have loyalty to brands that I really care about. And there's more humans to do it. So it may look like there's pies being shifted or people are stealing business. But the reality is there's just more people. And Yeah, for sure, for sure. And so there's some of that. And so with all of that, um, um, I really like what you're doing. I like that it's being done in California. I like the cloud kitchen concept. I'm really interested to see where this goes and you go in terms of the marketing and the videos that you're doing and the growth of it and the fries. I think that's an outstanding, um, addition. So, Ryan, as we wrap, wrap up today, is there anything that you want to share to the audience? Any lessons that you learn that you feel that would be hugely helpful? I mean, you mentioned the mentor um, before, but anything else as we sort of finish this up? Yeah, yeah. I got actually two more. Um, now, with the cloud kitchens, you know, like like we, you know, keep going back and forth and, you know, saying that, you know, it's, I would really, really recommend it. I'd really look into it. Because, you know, I have not just matched out, but you're also able to do this now. When you say ghost kitchens, this is what, you know, the cool thing about cloud kitchens are and ghost kitchens are is that you can have multiple menus. You're not limited to one menu. Now, if, you know, I have smashed out, but I also have six different menus that I'm working with as well that I have created and they're all different names, you know, and if one's doing bad, those others are doing good. And so that's a really, you know, uh, awesome way to you know take advantage of the cloud kitchen system because you know uh, if you're to a customer it's gonna it's you know it's the name of a different restaurant but it's coming from the same place and it's the same quality of food that we serve on all other menus so that's another you know really really cool thing to do with cloud kitchens as well is you know just create as many menus as you as you can for sure and just take that as far as you can and you know yeah. don't stop making ideas and you know but don't also overcrowd it you know I love this, and I'll let you get to your third point. Um, but I want—I don't think I mentioned that earlier. It's—it's um, it's really beneficial for you know, like I said, with you know, making those ghost kitchens and making as many concepts as you can. Yeah, and I want to talk about this a little bit because I myself am in this space now over the last few months, just because I agree with you. You can take your first concept, and you can scale it based on adding other menus to it, and if you have a good background system. You know, you can create multiple menus within that background system and have multiple brands and things that face outwardly. And yeah, so, and it's like, and, and it's like if you already have, you know, your your thing, your you know, ingredients and and everything that you use for your first menu, then why couldn't you do it for your next one and and you know and change a little a little bit? You know, um, I had mentioned that we do inside out burgers. That was already first. That was originally put on the first menu of Smashed Out. And then, you know, I started thinking, you know, why can't it be its own menu, you know, called Inside Out Burgers. And so, you know, I created a cold concept for that. And then, you know, I was like, okay, no, you know, that's two menus down. You know, let me do one that's just called Burger, you know, and then it's literally just called Burger by Rye, you know, which is my short for my name. 
and I made the patties a little bit thicker, kind of in a gourmet kind of style. But, you know, then again, it comes down to, you know, I have all these ingredients. I have the meat. You know, we're not getting orders in between this time and this. Let me create another menu in hopes it'll take over that menu, you know, because I have everything right here anyway. So why not? You know, and yeah. so, you know, and if it's if it's just, you know, a couple, you know, um, orders off that, then, you know, at least it didn't, you know, the food didn't sit there or, you know, and everything. So. I'm totally into this and what you're doing. I like, like I have totally tripped on this same thing over the last year. And I've just started going down this road the last two months myself with my own brands. Mm -hmm. And I didn't intend, like when we talked about this podcast, I didn't intend to let this out or talk about it. But as an entrepreneur and someone that sees blue ocean, um, and knowing exactly what you're talking about, you, you have a square footage and you have a space and that's your asset. Okay. Yeah. And if you're not using it, it's costing you money. It's loss. Like I don't even exactly. care. People argue, well, if I have employees and they're not working, it's even more of a loss. I agree with you, but if you're creative and now you have these opportunities to create other brands within stuff. Okay. Well, we know it's going to be from two to four every day. There's going to be big catering menus for office parties. Okay, we need to just create a catering company that create caters bulk sandwiches or whatever. Like you can do that type of stuff now. Yeah, yeah. You can create a chicken brand and then with the same ingredients have a goat brand if you were into goat meat. I don't know. But there's lots of ways to like create brands within brands and stuff. Exactly. And it's like, you know, you have a tool and, you know, you have these, you know, you have a power drill and, you know, you, you don't put the batteries in, but you're half using it. Why are you going to, you know, use it anyway? So it's like you have this kitchen. Why not use it to its full capacity and its full like max and that you can do? And, you know, all this ingredients, you know, why not use it to the fullest that you can and, you know, try to make something out of it. Like I said, even if it's five orders a day off that menu, then that's five orders that you didn't have before that, you know, that could have been, you know, something. So it's like, you know, you definitely, I would definitely put my all into it and, you know, so that's a huge thing I really stand by on doing. Well, and um, was and I don't want to keep you from your third point, or did we already go over it? I wasn't sure, but I think that what you're talking about is key, and I think a lot of wheels will turn in the audience. Um, it's going to take you a while before you quite understand what we're talking about, just because it took me a while before I was like, I discovered it on my own and then I could realize that I could launch multiple menus through platforms and delivery drivers and all that stuff. And mm -hmm. it changed my <laughs> scope and my direction in life and the ability to get to the consumers changes completely, especially because you can do this in multiple locations very easily like Ryan's doing as we're talking about. So, um, Okay, was there a third yeah, yeah. thing that I missed, Ryan? Um, I, didn't... Um, I don't know, you're just kind of, you know, if I had any inspiration or kind of anything I wanted to share. Yeah. Uh, I think definitely taking advantage, you know, what, another lesson that I've also learned is just social media is so huge. And I think that's why I never, oh, I never answered you about the Inside Out Burgers and how that got started and how I came up, come up with different, you know, ideas. I think a lot of it has to do with social media. And, you know, I first seen a... Um, uh, I first seen an ad on social media for Burger King and they were doing patty melts and I was like, come on Burger King. Like I know like, you know, and my food is, it's never frozen, frozen. It's hundred percent Angus beef. All of our patties are hand rolled, you know? So, and I was like, if they can do it, I can do it 10 times better and let me try it, <laughs> you know? So, you know, and that's kind of just how it gets started is just social media. I've, I see everything on social media. That's how I found them. You know, that's how we found out cloud kitchens through social media and through an ad, you know, they were ad, you know, they're advertising, uh, cloud kitchens on Facebook and then we kind of just one thing led to another and so I think you know bringing your business or bringing yourself to a social media platform is just so key in today's world and it's just it plays such a big role and it can take you so far you know for sure and part of it right now is that as an entrepreneur, particularly in the food space, you have to be in that space. You're not only an entrepreneur anymore or a restaurateur, and it's why the the food entrepreneur is a, such a distinction between restaurateur because it's not just running a restaurant anymore. You have to be an entrepreneur of all aspects. You have to be your own public relations person. You have to be your own marketing person. You have to be your own finance person. You have to be your own inspiration, and you have to be your own recipe development person. There's no sharing mm -hmm. these things are outsourcing them in the same way because there's so much more that matters and it's so much more in real time 
And with the amount of orders and things that you're managing, you're always trying to look to simplify things. Like you said, I can't remember what you said. I The one I'm familiar with is flyby, but used um, whatever that consolidated all your orders. So imagine what that saves. If, if Ryan were only worrying about the food and not figuring out how to consolidate that stuff or look for a better system and being an entrepreneur, that stuff would drown you. You could lose your business and your reputation because people yeah. get so pissed mm-hmm. because of orders. And I know like in Denver, if delivery drivers start having more than a, uh, they get somewhere and they start waiting more than 10, 15 minutes, things are getting bad. If they wait more than an hour because they just don't want to let go of the order, like that's not the kind of thing you want. And in this business in the day that we live in, it's awful to say, but the number one word of mouth is actually delivery drivers if you're a new business and you get on oh, yeah. those platforms and across and that, all of them, they talk, yeah. they know who talks better, they know which food smells better, they know how easy their orders is, they know who's in and out, they have a preference and they'll deny the orders. So if you're not doing well and you're not doing and you get a reputation, they're denying orders, that's access that you're being denied to customers because you're not servicing one of your customers also now, which is exactly, the delivery drivers. Yeah. And it, it gets as deep as, you know, not even just, you know, it, the delivery drivers, you know, play a huge part, but it, it gets as deep, deep as the delivery platforms will then get involved and they'll pause your store if, you know, you're taking too long or if a driver, you know, complains, you know, hey, this is taking too long. It'll get as deep as, deliver, as DoorDash will go into your account and pause your, you know, your menu and you won't even know it. And so, you know, you really just got to be on top of that for sure and, you know, create that experience for them as well. And. You know, and look at your, you know, go into your portal, you know, as an entrepreneur and, and look at the numbers and look at your, you know, avoidable wait time and, you know, and, and all that. And, yeah. you know, you made a really good point there. You know, we're, we represent ourselves and we represent our business. And I don't I don't I can't tell you how many times where, you know, I've got printed out flyers of smashed out and I put a QR code on there and I put, you know, order now and I put our link to our Yelp um, page and. Uh, I don't know how many times we're right next. We're right next to Disneyland, our Anaheim location. It's literally less than five minutes away, and I've gone to the front gates of Disneyland. I've dropped cards off there, and I've went to every hotel around in the area, and I've, you know, by myself. And it's, you know, sometimes that's all it takes, you know, is just doing that and getting that word out. And so I went to VidCon one time, and I was just passing out in, uh, flyers all day, you know, all weekend to all the different influencers, and I. You know, got some videos out of it. I got some story mentions and got some followers from it that turned then later turned into, you know, customers. And so that, you know, it's just, you know, it's a whole ripple effect on how you represent yourself and, you know, represent your business and how much, you know, what you're willing to go through and, you know, do the, you know, sometimes that dirty work. And, you know, for, I know for sure I didn't, I didn't want to go to each hotel and drop them off in the, you know, in the the lobby my postcards and you know but what came from it is that i got so many catering orders for disneyland hotel disneyland convention you know the anaheim convention center and all these different hotels where i'm getting catering orders now from and they're like you know and i ask them hey how you know how'd you hear about us like oh we actually dropped a a flyer in our lobby (laughs) you know so it's really cool to see that well and i love this because it's just it's further emphasizing what we're talking about here which is you know, you've got to put the time in, you've, you've mm-hmm. got to know your customers and make a relationship with them. But you've also got to understand that these delivery drivers are an extension of who you are. And they're an important part of giving them customer service or what we'll call driver service. Um, yeah. Because it's different. Um, it's not quite the same as the customer, but it matters to your reputation in today's world. And and then what's the customer service experience, um, which is what you're doing all the way around. And people obviously are talking if the hotels and stuff are talking about. And I love this because people on vacation are always looking for easy food to come home and get and delivery. And delivery is the way to do things now. That's exactly. how everyone yeah. eats. Cool. Yeah, so for sure. All right, Ryan. Well, I'm definitely going to ask you to be back on at some point and see how you oh, grow. Oh, yeah, I and, would love that. And anytime, he, anytime. And he at East LA, I think, is where you said your next location was hoping to be, and we'll, we'll see how that goes. And I appreciate it. Um, and yeah. for the audience, I've tried to drown out the dog as much as possible. I'll go back and mute it out. But I have a grand pup um, since my <laughs> stepdaughter and fian- her fiance are uh, um, out of town, so she keeps going in the background since Deborah's not oh, there. Uh, so I apologize, <laughs> guys. And I've 
try to keep it out and mute it when I'm not talking, but if anyone hears it, I apologize in advance. So it's because I got the dog sitting duties or puppy. <laughs> She's a little puppy, a beautiful puppy, a pit bull. Um, so, hangs man, out yeah, our cocker spaniels. So I'm definitely in your position. I had I have a dog. You know, I'm Alamon. I had to put her put her in the room, and she's been crying here and there. So <laughs> yeah, yeah. I apologize if anyone heard that as well. Yeah, I guess I'm it makes it more hands. authentic. Normally, I have I'm the studio's uh, separated, but I'm not mm-hmm. in that situation currently. So um, I appreciate it. And again, Ryan, will you just let everyone know where they can find you on social media, um, how they can order from you guys, um, and where you guys are located. Yeah, so if you go ahead and check us out on Instagram, we're uh, at Smashed Out. Um, it's spelled S-M-A-S-H-D-O-U-T. So at Smashed Out without the E. Uh, my phone number's on there. Um, it's highlighted in my bio. Um, my Instagram, my own personal Instagram handle's on there as well. My link tree's on there for all of our menus. And, you know, all of our locations are listed, you know, in our bio as well. So definitely go ahead and give us a follow. Um, we'll definitely follow you, follow you back and, you know, get, get you guys connected and get, you know, hopefully get you guys some food. Cool. Very cool. Thank you very much. And thank you everyone for listening in. And if you guys like what we're doing here, share it. If you guys want to try smashed out, I would do that. If you guys, um, um, appreciate the podcast or get anything on it, share it with a friend, tell somebody, um, and spread the love. So thank you again, Ryan. I really appreciate your time and I appreciate what you're doing. And like, I love what you're doing with all the different menus. And I'm so glad we got to talk about it because I agree with you. It's where the world is going. So yeah, I know. Thank you. And, you know, thank you for all the listeners, you know, that's listening and I appreciate all you guys. I appreciate the support and everything, you know, support's really big in this. And so take it a long way for sure. Awesome. Everyone have a great one and keep rocking out. All right. Take care.